Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Odd to think that Garth Brooks turned 62 today. He and Toby Keith kind of hit the music scene at the same time. Yeah. Toby Keith died at the age of 62. Very weird coincidence. Yep. And, happy and this birthday. song is awesome. Yep. Happy birthday, Garth, Garth Brooks. It is a pretty good one. Uh, this is my favorite for obvious reasons, just because for those <laughs> of us that uh, are, are hitting that point a little bit, uh, this is one we can definitely appreciate. He's got some uppers, but... We'll start with this one today. Uh, speaking of upper Super Bowl tickets, uh, if you are still thinking about going, <laughs> and if you are still thinking at this point, I would drive if I were you. I don't know what kind of flights you're going to get at this point yeah. under you know a fortune. They're up there. And if you can drive something that you can also sleep in, that might also not be a bad sure. idea. <laughs> sure. You know, I'm not sure how many cheap hotel rooms there are still going to be, but the good news is that the ticket prices have been fairly steadily coming down. What usually happens is in the day or two right before the game, they pop mm -hmm. back up a little bit, but then on game day, you can get some real bargains if you can find any left. And that's always the real trick. You got to balance those things. But where we were talking about $10,000 ticket prices or just shy of 10,000 last week, when all of the excitement was there and all of the, you know, the fans who wanted to make sure they got their tickets were going, then uh, they've been steadily kind of decreasing since then. Uh, Channel 9 did a great job of going through all of the different services from Vivid Seats to StubHub to Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, TickPick, Ticket Network, and they're finding tickets anywhere between $5,200 apiece. Now, this is a piece, so if there's two of you, you're still over ten grand. <laughs> but uh, the that was on the low side, and then on the high side, Ticket Network was selling them for $7,560, and that was, again, those are the cheapest ones, so these are not going to be fifth row, 50-yard line. These are going to be nosebleeds. But you can get into the game for under $5,500 now. I wonder how many people just go to Vegas or just go to the Super Bowl city. Oh, I can tell you. yeah, it, And show up and just at some point hope to see. Uh, because I would bet, same thing as when there are regular games here on Facebook or on, does, do people use Craigslist for that anymore? I don't know. But online, <laughs> this is where I'm aging myself a little bit. Sorry. Craig's what? Young people. I know, right? No, it's still there, though. I mean, that's the point is yeah. Craigslist is still very much a going concern. Yeah. 
Yeah, or how many people stay, you know, hang out on the strip in Las Vegas, and there are going to be tickets available. In any game, in any given <laughs> Super Bowl, in any given Super Bowl city, there are probably four or five times as many people who go just to be a part of the atmosphere and all of the rest of it than actually go to the game. Why that is, I have no idea, especially if it's in a place like when when we went for Super Bowl 26, it was in Minneapolis in January. <laughs> and you know what it felt like? It felt like Minneapolis in January. So, you know, for those, you might not get quite as many, but uh, yeah, for just a regular game, I mean, normally they're in cities that are – that, you know, that have a reputation as tourist meccas anyway, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Tampa, Miami. So they've kind of already got that built in. And if there's a big game there, yeah, tons of people will go. Some in the hopes of being able to score tickets that they won't get, but a lot of them just want to be there. And in Las Vegas, that makes perfect sense to me. Yes. I mean, it's, it's one big good time anyway. And then just to be there over the weekend or to go – I don't know how easy it is to get into or how much it costs to get into some of the events each night this week. There are some pretty big concerts this week. No doubt. Leading up to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know how cheap that stuff is, but you could you could get in on that. And that's a fairly regular occurrence. Again, even when it's not in Las Vegas, you go to a place like San Diego for a Super Bowl or Pasadena, you're going to find the same kinds of things. Those are entertainment-based cities anyway, so they've got the infrastructure for it. It's just that the names will get a little bigger when there's a right. Super Bowl in town. So, again, there's all kinds of reasons to go. And the NFL experience, that's another thing that you know maybe mm -hmm. later in this week we can get somebody, maybe our guys from 610 if they can join us for a little while, uh, to talk about what the NFL experience is like. We got some of that during the draft. That, yes. that they brought a lot of that kind of stuff. But when it's for a Super Bowl, they bring everything and they go all out. 913-586-7798. It's going to be 55 degrees on Sunday in Las Vegas. I mean, that's perfect. Yes. So. And we'll go to the phones. Rhonda in case he wants to get in on this. Hey, Rhonda, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Excellent. You, great. Are you thinking about going out to Las Vegas? I'm flying out tomorrow. Are you really? <laughs> Good for yeah. you. Now, do you yeah. already have your tickets? Um, I do not have tickets to the game. Um, actually, my girlfriend called me last or a couple weeks ago, and she's like, you want to go to Vegas? I just want to be in a Super Bowl city. And that was before we even won. Yeah. So we, we booked our tickets in our hotel room before the conference championship Smart. and got a hell of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask how much you paid for airfare? Airfare, 450 round trip. Per person? Yeah, that's that's not, not bad. No, that's not bad at all, yeah. um, uh -uh. especially no. considering that the, the dates were going to be fairly in demand even without, you know, like you said, you booked them before the AFC championship game. Are you going to try to get tickets? Are you going to try to get into the game, or is it just about being there? We, you know, my friend, she yesterday, she's like, I'm still going to try and get tickets, and I'm like, well, I kind of want to travel this summer, so. <laughs> do anything else this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I want to do other stuff this year, so. I won't be joining you unless I can find it for, you know, like 500 bucks and yeah. that ain't happening. So, right. <laughs> right. Well, hold out hope. I mean, stranger yeah. things have happened, but good for you. I hope you have a great well, time out and, there. And I do, you know, I, uh, I was married to a sports writer for 22 years and uh, I do have a couple connections out in Vegas. Well, so there you go. Who knows? <laughs> good luck. Uh, and now, do you have any, pl any specific plans about entertainment that you're going to want to take in while you're there? There's actually, um, there's a, a, a pep rally on Fremont Street. It's uh, Chiefs Kingdom in Vegas. They're going to have like a concert by Offspring and um, the Las Vegas Chiefs Kingdom is throwing this big party on Fremont Street Saturday night. 
That's fantastic. And, we cool. all, and we're going to eat at Hell's Kitchen, and we are going to the Super Bowl fan experience. So, Have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have. It's been years. Okay. Well, okay. you know, Jamie's definitely going to want a review of Hell's Kitchen when you get I was back. Just, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> so, I got your back, Jamie. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I don't want to be a fangirl and go in and ask for Chef Ryan, who right. won. <laughs> you know, he won the Vegas gig, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to pull back on my fangirl. Uh, the I'm worst they're going to say is no. Yeah, ask. Really? Sure. There's a truth. Like, is Chef Ryan here? <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah, definitely. Well, we can't wait to hear about it all, Rhonda. Have yourself a wonderful time out there. Oh yes, I'm so excited. I'm like a kid on Christmas Eve today because I'm leaving in the morning. So good deal. <laughs> Call us when you get back. Yep. Call us on Monday. I will. Right. Actually, Let us know how it was. I don't was. think I'm going to be back till Tuesday, but yeah. <laughs> that's right. We'll wait. It's okay, Rhonda. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for getting in. Yeah, th- and that's what I mean. I mean, so many people just want to be there and see what that looks like. And I'll tell you, it's having been twice, it's impressive. And that was, was a long time ago. It's only gotten bigger and better. Sorry. Sorry about that. It was Phoenix last year? Yes. <sighs> okay. This is going to be a better experience than Phoenix. I, I don't in, disagree. In terms of the fan experience, if you don't go to the game. Right. Yeah, I've I've not been to Las Vegas ever, still. And and I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't have any plans to go this weekend. Who knows? I mean, things being what they are, uh, maybe. But I, I would, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the kind of thing that's going to drag me out there. But Phoenix, have you spent a, a decent amount of time there? I have, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I've been to Vegas several times, and I've been to Phoenix several times. It, and it depends on where you go. I mean, you know, you're going to places like Tempe. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have a little bit more of a party atmosphere than if you go to, like, right. Scottsdale. Or, you know, <laughs> Scott. And there's nothing wrong with Scottsdale. If you like golf, I don't. So no. there's nothing in Scottsdale for me. But, uh, yeah, there are places to go. But you're right. In Las Vegas, it's anywhere you go. And it's all contained to one area. Yeah. I mean, she's Fremont Street is amazing. For those who don't know Fremont Street, that's old Las Vegas. I love that. Old Las Vegas is cool. It's it doesn't have the it's it's just as good of people watching, but it's just smaller. It's just it's just different. Yeah, but it's just Las Vegas is just all contained to the strip. Whereas in Phoenix, I feel like it's a little more spread out. They don't have the the party like Vegas does. Exactly. And everything in Phoenix is spread out. I mean, geographically, it's a much larger place that's covered by everything you know yeah. uh, than is las vegas las vegas is, is yeah kind of like you said concentrated in all that one area 913-586-7798 uh if you want to get in here uh, still to come this hour there's some breaking news out of san diego to talk about also that report from the ntsb came out yesterday afternoon we had not had a time yet to look at it about what the problem was with the door with the plug on the alaska airlines flight we know a little bit more about it we'll get to that coming up here on kmbz so we know now what happened with the Alaska Airlines flight Max 9, uh, where the door plug came out 14,000 feet in the air. Um, we know what happened. I think what we're still trying to figure out is how. Exactly. Yes. So the NTSB came out with their report yesterday and they showed pictures. I mean, they have the door plug and they have all of the brackets and everything that were supposed to hold it in. And if you remember, we heard shortly after the accident that they started inspecting every other Max 9 plane. And with the first few they found, there were loose bolts on those door plugs. So they had to go through and tighten them all and then try to figure out what happened on the line. But what they've now told us about that particular plug in the plane where it actually blew out is that the bolts were gone. They weren't just loose. They weren't there. Again, I ask, 
How? Right. <laughs> and that's exactly the right question. I'm sure they're asking the same thing. They said, overall, the observed damage patterns and absence of contact damage or deformation around the holes associated with the vertical movement arrestor bolts and upper guide track bolts and the upper guide fittings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, led to their conclusion that, indeed, the bolts were never there. Because if they had been and it had broken away, then those brackets would have shown some metal fatigue. They would have been pulled across the bolt, and they obviously weren't. So clearly on the line, something went drastically wrong while they were being put together, and somebody either missed one. You know, if, if you've got, and I don't know how they do that. I don't know what their assembly line looks like. Usually, if it's your job on an assembly line, you have one job. And it's go through, make sure all of the bolts on all of the doors, on all of the door plugs are in fact there and tight. So if somebody just missed one, you know, what I want to know now is were there other, because usually it's not just one door plug on a plane. There's, there's four or five, right. There's four or five Mm -hmm. different openings and they only use maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. So were the other plugs on that plane also missed? Here's the sequence of events. This is according to the NPR version of the story. The door plugs uh, door plug was originally installed by Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita. Then it was shipped to Boeing's factory in Renton, Washington for assembly. Hold that in your head because that's going to become important in a second. Uh, once it arrived in Washington, the NTSB said the damaged rivets were discovered on the fuselage that required the door plug to be opened for repairs. Uh-huh. After that work was completed by Spirit Aerosystems personnel at the Boeing plant, the bolts were not reinstalled. So the report does not say who was responsible for the failure to ensure the bolts were reinstalled. I guarantee you what's going to happen now is a fight between Spirit Aerosystems and Boeing. Yes, and you're also going to see that there will very quickly be an inspector in Washington state who's about to lose his job. Yeah. Because if that's what you have to do, and if you know that that, that door plug had to be removed so they could fix the broken rivets like that, um, then, yeah, I mean, how do you not, if you're the guy who took the door plug out, how do you not make sure the bolts are there when you put it back in? The Boeing CEO is taking responsibility. Yeah, Dave Calhoun. Yeah, he said yeah. this was our doing. Yeah, he said whatever final conclusions are reached, Boeing is accountable. An event like this must not happen on an airplane that leaves our factory, which says to me, I I, I don't know exactly what the relationship is between Spirit um, Aerosystems and Boeing, but even if it was a Spirit Aerosystems employee, since it's the Boeing plant, Boeing must have the inspector that checks everything before it goes out. That's exactly what it sounds like, and it it wouldn't surprise me. But, you know, you have to have respect for him for saying that. Absolutely. Especially in a case where there was no loss of life, but it could easily have gone that way for him to say, it doesn't matter, you know, which employees were there and who was doing the work on the plane. Ultimately, when that plane leaves our factory, it's our responsibility to put our stamp on it. And I like that. I like hearing that from him. I do. That's great and all. Just what Boeing needs now is more problems. What are you going to do to make sure it never happens again? Right. Yeah. That's... It's such a simple thing to make sure of. And how did it happen? Yeah. Did, you know, was somebody sleepy? 
Somebody forget that step in the checklist? What was the what was the problem? And if if the problem is, I mean, you know, and I just said what we're probably also going to hear is that some inspector is going to lose a job. What if there isn't one? I mean, we again, we don't know what that system is. So maybe if it's just a repair, then you trust your repair people to do it. And there is no inspection that takes place after that. And if that's the case, you can bet that'll be the first thing that's going to change. Yeah, it's just um and, and that was really the big, I mean, that report was lengthy. That's really the big highlight that came out of the report. I mean, that's how the plug was able to come out. The bolts weren't there. Sure. And it also explains why that plane popped, uh, or potentially explains why that, why that particular aircraft uh, popped those, the three warnings that it had previously for a for a problem with pressurization so if you're in the air and that door doesn't come off but it moves a little because there's no bolts holding it in place then it could give you a warning for pressurization that maybe only lasted for a second or two somebody just said on the text line there probably shouldn't be bolts left over when planes are repaired (laughs) it's an airplane not a coffee table that's true yeah so if if the plane left and there were seven bolts (laughs) sitting or seven nuts sitting on a table then yeah maybe somebody should have said wait wait did did those go somewhere before we before we let that thing back out the door that's a good point that's awesome um so well uh, next is to try to figure out exactly who they need to go after and, and what direction the lawsuits are going to be aimed yeah. will be the next thing also there. Yeah, this is not from Ikea. There shouldn't be parts left over. For sure. But I love that. Um, all right. Uh, talking about Las Vegas. So there is a military helicopter that had left Creech Air Force Base in Las Vegas uh, headed for San Diego that is missing. Um, the U.S. Marine Corps and Cal Fire said the Marines were flying a CH-53E Super Stallion helicopter. Um, this was yesterday. The aircraft was reported overdue. Search and rescue efforts are underway. Yeah, five Marines on board, and so far, no sign of anything. But that's that's not that. I mean, I you know, I say that advisedly. I was going to say that's not that far a trip. On the other hand, that's easy to say when you're looking at it on a, on a map. And we were talking mm-hmm. about hundreds of miles. So, sure, there's going to be a lot to look for. But I would assume that all it's going to take is follow that same route and see what you find, that we should have an answer on this somewhere but sometime today. Just keep, a, keep in mind the weather that Southern California and Las Vegas has been experiencing. They've been getting a ton of rain that atmospheric in Las Vegas. River, yes. Yeah. Um, winds were gusting up to 20 miles an hour last night near Pine Valley, California. That's the nearest weather observation site. Winds were likely stronger at higher elevations, they said. There was a heavy band of precipitation that swept through the area overnight. And that, in addition to it making more complicated for a helicopter to fly, makes it more complicated to do the search also. Yeah, and by the way, let me squirrel away from this story here for just a second and mention the fact that the same winds that they've been dealing with for the last little while are going to be here tomorrow. So prepare for that. I mean, we're talking about 40 uh, 40 to 50 mile an hour gusts tomorrow. So just be aware. So, so far... Um, They had trouble last night. They said the agency deployed three fire engines and an ambulance after getting the first report about the aircraft 2.20 in the morning yesterday, noting the last ping from it was recorded Tuesday night, last night. They are searching around Lake Morena uh, in Cleveland National Forest, but they experienced heavy snow there. Is that Inland Empire? Is that California? I believe so. Yes, Uh, that's uh, Cleveland National Forest. Got it. Okay. So, um... We'll wait and see exactly what we hear um, about 
about that. But yeah, it's, we haven't even, there has been so much rain in Southern California and we haven't, I heard like 12 inches in the course of a couple of hours in Los Angeles the other day. It, it's just been crazy. So that certainly is not going to help. No. Speaking of California, we'll take a break. Coming up, what Stockton, California is doing to try to stop those sideshows that we have problems with here. We'll see if you think this would work coming up next on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, the sheriff of San Joaquin County, which covers Stockton, California, has had it with the sideshows. He is done with it. Uh, So he says... To those whose people whose vehicles we have in our possession, you can stop calling us about it for a while. Yeah, I I mean, this is we and we've kind of mentioned this about what you can do and what you can't do in terms of stopping these sideshows. But you're right. You really get the impression that this is like this is the nuclear option when it comes to this. So Patrick Withrow, who's the San Joaquin County Sheriff, had 80 vehicles during a recent sideshow which the cops came in and broke up, and they confiscated 80 vehicles. They impounded 80 cars, and it shows. I mean, we've got pictures out of this article of them putting a Mustang, and I think that's a Charger, Uh and a couple of other cars up on flatbeds and just hauling them away. And we thought about it when he says, okay, yeah, for the people that are calling trying to get their cars back, you can stop calling now. You might be thinking, and my first thought was, well, wait a minute, they can't just steal somebody's car. You know, you can't just take the car forever because somebody was involved in a sideshow like that, even though I know we're going to hear from people on the text line going, why not? They should keep them. (laughs) Yeah, I I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh But there are rules about all of this stuff. What he's doing is he's saying, you know what? Instead of just treating this as a regular impound, that car, because it was involved in illegal activity, is evidence. So he's not wrong. No. And and so what he's saying is we're keeping each one of these cars until your court case surrounding your participation in that sideshow is over. Once that happens, then you can come to us and try and get your car back. But he also said if any of these cars and made the kind of the the inference that some of them are the uh, implication that some of them are, uh, if they're dangerous vehicles, we're crushing them. So my question about this is how how police were able to pull this off in the first place, because what a lot of you tell us and a lot of what we've learned about the sideshows here is that people that are involved in the sideshows hear police coming and they scatter. Yep. Somehow they were able to. This is at two o'clock in the morning on February 3rd this past weekend. 
uh, deputies reportedly closed the roads while they detained over 150 people and impounded 88 vehicles. I don't know where they put all the towed 88 vehicles, but they impounded <laughs> 88. Yeah. And that's going to, I mean, the sheriff said <laughs> they can't be used in a public nuisance or in a sideshow now. Exactly. Yeah. And said that any that are deemed to be a public nuisance. And, you know, I, he wasn't real clear on what that means. But, uh, you know, how do you figure? Is it just that that vehicle has been seen or photographed at 20 different sideshows? Is it that it's too loud? Or is it that's, that it's actually a danger to have that thing out on the road? Because he said that vehicles that are deemed to be a public nuisance face the possibility of being destroyed. How do we feel about this? 913-586-7798. It's hard to argue against, quite frankly. You know it's against the law. Yep. You got away with it for a long time, probably, before they were finally able to catch you. This sheriff is smart and knows that they can use this as evidence because you're right. As long, Especially if they have arrested you. And to me, that's the key here, is that if they have arrested you and you are associated with that vehicle and you have a court case... Absolutely. That was the car you were using in the crime. Sure. And th and that's why where initially I had some real reservations about this when I got to that part of it, because he didn't say you're never getting your car back. He said, you'll get your car back at the end of your court case. And I thought, oh, mm -hmm. I see what you're doing there. And you're right, because how long could that period of time be? You figure weeks, right? Oh, I mean, with 88 people that they detained. Right. If you're number so, 70. <laughs> right. It could be a couple of months. Yeah. And if you want to really hurt somebody legally who's taking part in one of those sideshows, take their sideshow car away from them for a couple of months. And as far as things like hardship, right, they're going to have to hear those cases and they'll probably have to hear them fairly quickly. If you go and say, OK, well, that car is my only means of transportation. I need to get it to work. Well, first of all, you better not live on a bus line. Right. Because at that point, the judge is going to say, get yourself a bus pass. You're fine. Or where there's access to Uber. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like there should be any more grace for that than there would be if your car was impounded because it was involved in a robbery or, or any other crime. Or you didn't Why have should a tag this be any different? It. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point because you can. You do have access to other forms of transportation. And if you didn't, well, then again, that's probably a good idea not to take part in sideshows. Don't commit illegal activity with your car if you need your car. Too bad, so sad, yeah. I say. That's, um, I love it. And I would love to know then what if, if this will stop now that word is out. I mean, I saw, we saw this on Yahoo News. Will this stop the sideshows then? And will other cities take a cue from this? And say, you know, we're going to look at our public nuisance law, too, and see if we can do it. I also wonder, yeah, and that's why I want to know more about that. I'm going to look into this a little bit more today and see if we can figure out what exactly it is that would deem a car a public nuisance like that. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't have to do with danger, if it doesn't have to do with uh, a car that's on the road that is so severely damaged or so uh, in, in such bad shape that it could kill somebody, then why destroy them? Auction them. Yeah. Yeah, somebody else is asking a question about that, too, about you can't destroy somebody's property. Yeah, at what point in the law do you get to crush it? Yeah. And it, you're right, auctioning it makes more sense. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, that, uh, I, I really do. I, I want to learn more about that to, to figure out what's going to deem the vehicle a public nuisance like that. Because if you think about it, you take some of the places that we've had here in town 
where if you have a bar, for example, not that I'm mm-hmm. thinking of anyone in particular, <clears throat> um, th- that is closed down because, you know, they keep having fights and shootings and things like right. that. Well, if they can take away your business because you're a public nuisance, then they can take away your car because you're a public nuisance. And it's not so much that the car itself is a nuisance. It's that it is when you drive it. Yes. Yeah. T- to me, the end result is the same. You are never getting the car back, whether they crush it or whether they auction it. You don't get to have the car anymore. Yep. Now, maybe you can have a different car and then we have a new problem, but you don't get that one. Let's get to the phones and head to Newton where Ashley's standing by. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys, I'm going to make this quick because I might lose service. The only thing I would be concerned about is the deeming it a public nuisance or deeming it unsafe. I would be very, very clear if I were that sheriff about what the law says, about what's safe and what's unsafe, because you crush one person's car, then you're depriving them of their property, and it's just going to turn into a huge lawsuit. It could, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I would be very specific about that. And, you know, I love the idea of keeping him for evidence. I think that's brilliant on this guy's part because it technically is. So there was my long, short call. Bye, guys. You got it. Thanks, like Ashley. It. Well said. Yeah, we'll see it. That's And she's absolutely right about that. If you crush somebody's car and you didn't have the legal right to do it, absolutely they can come back and sue you. But uh, that's – you know what? We will. We'll put in that call to their public information officer and see if we can get some clarity on that. Uh, but But, again, here was the quote. No need to keep calling. Your vehicles will stay with us. They won't be released anytime soon unless the DA has settled your case. <laughs> Knock it off. We're not answering your calls. The answer is no. Yeah. Love it. And if they have the place to do it, like you said, you need a lot of ground to put put 88 cars away. And they're not the only ones. You better believe that at least for the time being, even with the word about this out there, it's going to take a while. It may take a yeah. month or two for Stockton to eradicate and chase the sideshow guys to the next town over, which is right. what will happen. But right. at least it'll get it out of their town. Um, so after that happens, then he won't have to do this anymore. But for the time being, yeah, maybe they're going to rent a yard somewhere and just put park a bunch of cars on it. Uh, quick note here. Credit card debt has reached a new record high. I feel like we do this story every quarter. Uh, But the New York Federal Reserve is out with new numbers that came out yesterday. Uh, Total credit card balances stood at $1.13 trillion by the end of December. That is up 4.6% from the third quarter of 2023 and is the highest credit card balance in 20 years. And they're looking right at millennials. If you're between sort of 28 and 45-ish, that you're the ones who are carrying more of it than anybody else. And they're blaming a couple of different things and they're the predictable things right it's housing costs the cost of a vehicle has gone way up and you know millennials they've gotten to that point in their life now where they want to drive a new car and they're instead of adding what we did 15 or eighteen thousand dollars worth of debt they're adding 45 50 55 thousand dollars worth of debt and it's just cranking right right into those roles and those tend to be higher interest rate loans they really are blaming auto loans uh, because the total household debt also was dramatically up. And mm-hmm. they said it's auto loan balances and auto loan transitions into delinquency. They said some people are putting their auto loans onto their credit cards, but those two things are still way above pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, boy, putting a putting a car on a credit card, wow. Especially if you don't pay it off every month. Yeah, no kidding. And, and if you're putting it on a credit card, you're not going to pay it off every month. No. And they're going to oh, get you Otherwise you wouldn't it. do it that way. And you're going to get 19% interest on an auto loan. Oh, wow. 
every month. Yeah. I mean, if your payment is 400 bucks a month, one fifth of that. So you're paying $80 in interest every month. Incredible. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on that because the the real fear in this is that we'll have another 2008 only instead of housing, it's going to be auto loans and that they're all going to crash at the same time. Neat. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, we might have a new national pastime, and there's a bit of a fight happening in Las Vegas about the practice field and who gets to practice where. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. We were working our way through a couple of stories here. If you have comments, feel free. And let's get one from Kent in St. Joe. Hey, Kent. Hey, guys. How you doing this morning? Couldn't be better. What's on your mind? Well, I, you know, I was thinking about this topic and two things. First off, I just wonder how long it is, uh, how long it's going to be before uh, some American Civil Liberties lawyer gets a hold of this and goes after that sheriff. You know it's going to happen. But, but secondly, the thing that, that gets to me is I've uh, down in Kansas City frequently. I've got two kids that live downtown. I've seen that happening. Uh, it, it's nuts. I mean, it's, you know, the, these guys doing the sideshows are like, well, we have nowhere else to do it. So let's trash Kansas City streets, obviously. <laughs> right. But the other, the other thing is it's. Oh, no. We, oh, we lost it. Yeah, we had a problem with his cell phone before. But, yeah, uh, I, as far as the, the first comment about, you know, waiting for some ACLU lawyer to come in, I don't know that they would have a case. I mean, yeah. it, it may be challenged. Uh, you know, you may find somebody to challenge it. But at this point, they're doing what they do in any case. They're taking evidence that a crime was committed <laughs> and confiscating it until the, until the court action's over. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason to go after that and say you can't do that. Yeah. I want to talk about the used car thing for a second um, and about the the debt, because we are getting a few texts from people saying, don't put, you know, if you can't afford a car, don't buy it. And, you know, I, I listen, I don't, um, I'm not a proponent of putting it on your credit card, but to the idea that, you know, well, don't buy more than you can afford. The used car market now is still slim on inventory. Yes. It is still hard to find stuff. We still have a hard time getting the parts to fix them. There's just not a lot out there. And if your car breaks down today and it's more expensive to fix it than to go get something new, you have to go get a car. And let me add to that, that if you look at what was going on with the mortgage industry in, you know, from 2003 to 2008 that led to the crash, that's not happening yet in the car market. So, you know, when it comes to don't buy a car you can't afford, there's no indication that we have yet that there's been an increased number of defaults on car loans now that may come but you also have to keep in mind what was going on in the mortgage industry that led to that where you were having a whole bunch of people that were smacked with balloon payments and massive interest rate rises that they weren't expecting so if the terms of the loan were what they were when they signed the loan they would have been okay, but all of a sudden they had to come up with extra money and they just couldn't do it. That's not really there in the auto loan industry yet either, but that's not to say that if this kind of trend doesn't continue, you're not going to see those products offered, and if you are, watch out. Yeah, I was lucky to have bought my car in, um, I guess it was October of 2020, and I, and I was that person where I moved to Missouri, I had to have the inspection, the inspection said you need $5,000 in repairs. The Ooh. car wasn't worth that because it, it, I just always have been in Kansas where they just care that it wasn't stolen. <laughs> yeah, right. 
And the car was, was 12 years old. I mean, it had 150, 160,000 miles on it. It made more sense for me to buy something. It wasn't new. It was a couple of years old when I got it. That was right before, I mean, two months later, I never could have found something because it, it was right before everybody went after the used cars. Yeah, and I mean, there were other factors as well in that if you buy a car that you perfectly well can afford and all of a sudden you see another jump in interest rates and you happen to have an adjustable rate mortgage on your house, well, what does that do? It puts you in a position where you're not going to be able to make your, your car payment anymore. Uh, to the person who keeps arguing with me on the text line, can you just call? <laughs> can you just call and argue with me on the air? I, I, you're correct. I have not done a search of what used cars are available in a 100-mile radius right now. Correct. I telling me there's so many cars available we are still in a market where those cars are hard to find yes and if you're looking for a specific car saying that there's 3,000 cars out there within a hundred mile radius doesn't really matter much when you're talking about a situation where four four or five years ago pre-pandemic you might have seen 15,000 cars available in that same right. radius yeah when I did my car search I'm a little person and I wanted a little car and so I either wanted you know a Civic or I was looking for like a Mazda Mazda 3 or just something that was uh, had low miles on it. I tend to buy my cars, pay cash, keep them until the wheels come off. Right. There wasn't a lot of that out there. Well, well Jamie, don't you understand that when you say the, the market is thin and there's not a lot out there, what you're really saying is it's impossible for any human being to find a car anywhere within 100 miles of here. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I sense sarcasm. I, a little bit, maybe. Uh -huh. I just I love it when people take us to task not for what we say, but for what we what they think we mean. It's like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just call. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, the problem, allegedly, with the practice fields in Las Vegas. So the 49ers are being whiny because yes. they have to practice on the, uh, the field at the University of, La University of Nevada at Las Vegas, UNLV. The Chiefs get to practice at Allegiant Stadium. There are rules. The NFL has rules about what the practice field has to include. They go check it in December to make sure it's okay. And the 49ers are whiny about where they have to practice and they want to practice at Allegiant Field. Let me back up a second. Are, are the Chiefs at Allegiant or are they at the Raiders practice facility? I, I was oh, under the impression right. I was under the impression they were at the Raiders practice facility because I think there's way too much going on inside the stadium. They're doing right. you know, okay, yeah. So You're they're right. doing in media Henderson. Days. Right. Yeah. Yep. So they're they're off in Henderson. But uh, either way, yeah. They, so they have the Raiders facility, which is obviously up to NFL standards because it has to be. What happened at UNLV? is they had the practice facility done with AstroTurf. And then they came in and they put down more AstroTurf. And then they came in and put sod on top of those two layers of AstroTurf. And they, they go by what's called a hardness rating. Um, and there's a standard in the NFL that says it has to be near 70. I don't know what that equates to, but I'm sure there's a formula for it. And they said that, that because it's brand new sod on top of two other layers of AstroTurf, that what the Niners are practicing on right now has a hardness rating about 50. One guy said it feels like running on a sponge. Okay. Um, how does that happen? Where they would have checked it in, I think the version I have says, uh, Adam Schefter said they have to check it in December. Yes, and they did. Would it have changed since then? Probably not. And the NFL did sign off on it. And since the Niners started complaining about it, they sent another guy out there to check it. And he said, no, this is fine. So they're not forcing the Chiefs to share the facility in Henderson. 
and the chief said, good, if you're not forcing us to, we're not gonna. <laughs> and it, it, really, I mean, I'm not going to take the Niners' side in this, but what I will say is that could conceivably affect the outcome of the game. Because if they're practicing all week long on a slower surface, and that's the real uh-huh. concern, is that if it's softer and spongier, your receivers aren't going to be able to run as fast. And if they're on a, a slower surface all week long and get used to that and the timing routes that they're throwing and all of that about how, how hard and how far to throw the ball so that it drops right into the receiver's hands, and all of a sudden on Sunday they're playing on a faster surface, you're going to see a lot of underthrown balls, and that's great for the Chiefs because that means interceptions. Darn. Oh, yeah, I know. Like I said, I'm not complaining so about sad. it. So <laughs> uh, But, you know, it, it, what the Niners really should be doing is going to – the people at UNLV and saying, Hey, do something about this. If you have to get steamrollers out there all night long to flatten this thing down, do it. Right. Right. Yeah. And can the NFL make UNLV do that? So far they're not so far. They, because it's within the standards, Yep. they're not forcing them to, and they're not forcing the chiefs to give up any time on that practice field at all. And they're not volunteering. Hmm. Boo-hoo. It's almost like there's a game to play or something. <laughs> Yes, yeah, right. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Coming up in the next hour, uh, we have a couple questions about things, whether there are certain things that you still do that young people think is just old. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.